0: Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. The San Diego Goals are off to a perfect start this season. How are they doing it? And when in the world is Trevor Zegris going to be called up to the NHL? I'll tell you on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? It is Thursday. It is not just Thursday, it is a Goals Thursday. As I did last season, Thursdays will be devoted to the AHL affiliate of the Anaheim Ducks, the San Diego Goals. And the main reason for that is because the Ducks have few, if any, games happening on Thursdays this year. Same with the Goals. In fact, the Goals have no Thursday games, so that's the perfect time to catch up on the Goals. In the meantime, you could hear this podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, make sure to rate, comment, subscribe if you haven't already. Twitter, LO underscore Ducks is the show Twitter. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. Let's get right into it. The Goals played three games over the weekend, and they were fantastic games, let me tell you. Uh, The San Diego Goals have a 3-0 start, as I mentioned at the top. Trevor Zegers has pretty much led them. Even before the season started, he has been spectacular during the preseason. And he had a nice little quote before the season started saying that the Ducks fans are awesome. And he doesn't read much into it, but he definitely feels all the support. They've been unbelievable. And he even says that the Ducks fans have encouraged him. They've been very encouraging and really helping support him because, you know, we are in a pandemic. And he's just feeling the love. He's endearing himself to the fan base. So this is great on both sides. I know Ducks fans cannot wait to see Trevor Ziegler. We will talk a lot more about that later in the show. First, let's talk about the actual games that took place at Five Points Arena in Irvine. The San Diego goals, they have a pretty good lineup, to be honest. Um, I like the way that they are currently constructed as far as lines, as far as personnel. Uh, let's go over the lines really quick. This will pretty much be the norm for the goals this season. They have Zegras, Carrick, and DeLeo on that top line. Makes perfect sense. Laredo Moran's Perot on that second line. Then you have Braden Chasey, Bo Grew, and Andrew Podorowski. Potzi's back. Then you have Dosti, Jack Badini, and Roy on the fourth line. And I love this as your top pairing for defensemen. Well, first off, you have third line, Trevor Carrick, Josh Mahura. Mahura should be higher. Then you have Benoit and Cody Coran. Then you have Keegan Lowe and Jamie Drysdale in that top pairing. That is a perfect pairing both as as far as the goals are concerned and as far as Jamie Drysdale's development. That is perfect. What what the goals are doing is nothing short of amazing. This is going to help them in so many ways. So to start off the game right away, um, San Diego looked like they were in control off the bat. They were getting shots on net. I mean, nothing was going through at first. And then Bakersfield, they actually scored first, if you can believe that. Devin Brousseau scored the first goal for Bakersfield, only 4.56 into the game to make it 1-0 Bakersfield. And that's one that I think Dostal is going to want back. Sorry, I'm going to get this out of the way right now. It's pronounced Dostal. D-O-U-G-H, not Da. So, Lucas Dostal. Kind of let that one squib by him, and I know he'd want it back. That's the only mistake he would make all night. Bakersfield did lead shots on goal 11-7 after the first period, and it was all San Diego in the second period. It wasn't close. So I got to give credit to the coaching staff, to Kevin Denine and his staff, for keeping the goals encouraged, keeping them focused after that first period. They looked like a completely different team after they went into the locker room. Um, right away in the second period. The goals start crashing the net. They, they start getting shots on goal. The first goal. This was kind of a weird one. This was a fluky one. So it was a crash the net type of goal. Where Chase DeLeo stole the puck. From Theodore Lenstrom Right in front of the net. Theodore Lenstrom should not have made that play. So DeLeo stole it. He kind of put it towards the net. It squeaked just behind the goalie. It was squibbing and squibbing and squibbing. It just got, got past Olivier Rodrigue. And then finally, you saw somebody tip in the puck right at the line. At the time, they called this a goal for Chase DeLeo, But looking at the replay, Five Point Arena has the advantage of having an overhead camera so they could see exactly where the puck goes and when the puck goes in. So they looked at the tape over and over again, and it was finally determined that Trevor Zegras did indeed get that goal. So that would make it his first professional goal. His first made it a one-to-one tie. So yeah, it got really exciting after that. At the time I said DeLeo times two. No, this was DeLeo's first goal of the game as it turned out, not his second. Trevor Zegris, what an assist on that. Um, Zygris was on the move pretty much that entire game. He was starting to get the nifty passing going. He was starting to get the great skating going. Zygris, I cannot state this enough, is an elite level talent. He should be up. He won't be yet, but he should be. So Zegris got the primary assist on that one. His second point of the game to make it 2-1 to one San Diego. Oh, but they weren't done yet. Because after that, my favorite play of the day wasn't even... A goal. It was Trevor zegris once again. What did he do? Um, I love this. He was behind the net, right behind Rodrigue. And he's just kind of like holding the puck, holding the puck for a couple seconds. Then he attempted the Michigan. But he didn't just attempt it. He faked it. He faked the Michigan. He first tried the lacrosse move. Didn't work the first time. So he was going to try it a second time. But he kind of like went down, faked it. For me to describe this play is a little bit weird. So I'm trying as best as I can. So Zegers is behind the net. He attempts the Michigan. It didn't work the first time. So then he ducks down again a second time. But not all the way like the first time. So he kind of like did this fake look where he looked like he was going to go to his right. Then went directly to his left. So he faked the Michigan the second time. And that directly resulted in another goal for the San Diego goals. He passed it to Cody Coran for the goal to make it 3-1 San Diego. My first reaction when I saw it was, damn, he tried that? And then my reaction on the replay was, holy crap, he faked that. That play, it's, it's amazing. It's beyond words. This kid has immense talent, but he also has very high hockey IQ. To see where the defense is going and to fake it like that. Once he did the slight fake, the defenseman shifted a little bit towards the right for a split second. And that opened up a clear window for the pass. I mean, Cody Coran put it away and he was in the right place at the right time. But seeing the defense kind of fake a little bit right, he thought that pass was going to go to DeLeo. Nope. Went to Coran. So great awareness skills by Zgris on that primary assist. That was his second primary apple of the game. And his third point of the game already. He had three points in the second period, folks. Three in one period. That's how good he is. At the end of that period, it was 3-1 to San Diego. But they weren't done yet. Matt Lurito. He got his first of the season to make it 4-1 to San Diego on some nice assists from Antoine Morand. And Jacob Perot, who, by the way, is another kid that is skating very well. He's also played from the World Junior Championships, another under-20 player. So I, I liked it a lot. I liked the whole play of the San Diego goals on Friday night. They were really in it together. Uh, towards the end of the game, Bakersfield was trying to make a comeback. But Lucas Dostal, oh my gosh, four clutch saves in a row towards the end of the game. Two of them were incredibly juicy rebounds that probably should have gone in but didn't. Dostal is the real deal. He's almost ready. In fact, he might be ready. Once Ryan Miller retires, I could see Dostal and Stolarz really vying for that backup spot. It's going to be fun to watch next season. Not this season, but next season. Finally, uh, later in the game... At the time, we still thought Chase DeLeo was going to go for a hat-trick. So Trevor Zegres, instead of going for the shots, he kept unselfishly passing it just to Chase DeLeo. This might be the only knock on Trevor Zegres' game, is he needs to learn when to shoot the damn puck. He does. He had an open lane. He had a shot right there. But I guess his figure was, well, the goals are already up big at that point in the game. Delio's going for a hat trick, or at the time we thought it was a hat trick, so we might as well try to get him that hatty, right? I mean, I guess in that sense, when you're up three, is that kind of okay? I guess it is, but either way, it was a four to one victory for the San Diego goals. They started off the season with a bang. We'll talk much more about the Goals' other two games after the first intermission. But first, let's talk about RockAuto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need. If you need parts for a Toyota or a Prius like I have, or a Chevy Camaro or an Impala, those cars are awesome too. Then head over to RockAuto.com. They have been family owned and operated for the past two decades. Why pay full price for the same parts when you could pay half of that? At rockauto.com. If you go to their site right now and check out the How Did You Hear About Us box, tell them that Locked On Ducks sent you. Once again, that's rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Coming up after the intermission, we're going to talk much more about the goal's other two victories. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Goals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. Yeah, we're back to doing this. Thursdays are going to be devoted to the San Diego Goals. So if you're a fan of the minor league team, make sure to tell your friends, hey, there's a podcast out there talking about the San Diego Goals every week. Yes, this is a daily podcast about the Ducks, but one day a week, we got to give love to To San Diego got to give love to the goals because they are just as important to the Ducks as any other team out there so that's the love for San Diego that they frankly deserve so there you go all right let's talk about Saturday's game really quick that was more of a survival type game but that was a fun one to watch too this goals team is fun to watch just wait till next season when you have even more prospects come through the pipeline I'm telling you they're fun to watch Go down to Pechanga Arena next season, watch this team play, and have some poutine too. Anyway, going into Saturday's game, the goals were 1-0. They trotted out the exact same lines as the previous day, and just like Friday, the goals started off flat-footed. Seth Griffith scored the first goal of the game to make it 1-0 Bakersfield, only a minute and a half into the game. This one came as a shock. It looked like they were just caught flat-footed, to be honest. San Diego, um, I, I don't know what happened there. The second line, third line, I think. Yeah, it wasn't the first line because this was right after that starting lineup line of character Leo. They just went off. And right away, it was also kind of a bad line change at that point. So just kind of one of those things. After that, San Diego kind of woke up. And so did Lucas. Lucas Dostal was really on fire after that. Later in the period. Chase DeLeo got his second of the season. Not his third, his second. Josh Mahura and Trevor Carrick got the helpers on that one. Uh, that was a nice little goal, too. Um, nice setup by San Diego to get Chase DeLeo a pretty decent shot. And that made it a 1 1 tie. Then only a minute after that, Jamie Drysdale on kind of not a not really like a streaking shot, but Jamie Drysdale's skating ability, as I've said on this program, is among the best in juniors. And right now, it might be among the best skating ability in the American Hockey League. So, Jamie Drysdale just kind of floated towards the center of the ice, found a very good angle, and just drilled that one. That made it a 2-1 to game in favor of San Diego. And Jamie Drysdale's first professional goal... His first of the season, first of the AHL. So, congrats to Jamie Drysdale on achieving that feat. But we weren't done yet because later in the second period, uh, Cooper Moradi scores his first of the season to tie the game up at two goals apiece. Then, after that, just like last time, it was all San Diego. And stop me if you've heard this before, it became the Trevor Ziegris show. In the second period again. I don't know what it is about Trevor Ziegris in second periods. But this is where he really shines. First period. It feels like he kind of warms up. Does pretty well. Second period. Bang. Right there. Tre- Trevor Zegres with the primary helper. On a nifty Sam Carrick goal. This is Carrick's first of the season. Already Ziegris's third apple. That made it 3-2 San Diego. That goal was a thing of beauty. And probably some of the best passing that you're going to see. It was the other top prospect, Jamie Drysdale, that held the puck for a little bit. A little bit, not too bad. And then he found the perfect pass to Trevor Zegres, kind of on the top side. Then passed it to an open Sam Carrick, and he drilled that one. Great goal. So again, that made it 3-2 to San Diego. Then after that, Luke Esposito got two minutes for boarding. So that put San Diego on the power play. Something that might go better than the Ducks, but guess what? San Diego actually scored on their power play. Yeah, and guess who scored it? Trevor Zegras, his second goal of the season, to make it a four-to-two San Diego lead. And Cody Curran with the helper, and same with Potts. So now Trevor Zegras has five points in two games. He had a goal, then an assist all happening in the second periods of each game. Are you kidding me? After that, it was totally survival mode. Actually, the last 30 minutes of that game felt like survival mode because Bakersfield kept knocking on the door. Uh, Shot attempts were going way up. Shots on goal were going way up. Block shots were going way up. Bakersfield turned on the intensity times 100 because Bakersfield got maybe the last few shots on goal in that second period. And they were relentless in the third period. Theodore Lindstrom did get a goal early in the third to make it 4-3 to San Diego. Bakersfield outshot San Diego 15-6 in the final frame. And pretty much the last half of the second, the goals got outshot by a lot there. I would, I would say the last thirty minutes, shots on goal were, I think, twenty-three to ten. That's how much of a disparity it was. And this is not counting shot attempts either. Bakersfield was pummeling them, but you know who was stopping them? Jamie Drysdale. You know who else was stopping the puck? Lucas Dostal. Yeah, they were pretty much on their A game. If we were tracking blocked shots, then there would be so many for Jamie Drysdale. Uh, but what I did love between the second and third period, so I did apologize to Ducks fans. I wanted to watch the goals game because frankly, it was more fun. It was a Fox five game. So we got to see a fun interview with Trevor Zegers, who revealed that he is currently living uh, with Jimmy Dreisel. They are roommates at the moment and they do talk about World juniors. So Trevor Zegris kind of jokingly said, yeah, I'd like to remind him about that. Yeah. I think Zegers likes to remind Jamie Dreisel. Hey, guess who won the gold? I mean, we both may have been in world juniors, but guess who got the gold? Yeah. You got the silver, Jamie. I got the gold. So yeah, we love Trevor Zegers around here. How can you not love him? He's that great. He's great on the ice. He's fantastic in interviews, kind of has that wry sense of humor, kind of a sardonic tone that I absolutely love. But back to the game. Um, The shot attempt differential was probably a lot greater. But once again, Dostal was spectacular. He was great. Towards the end of the game, Jamie Drysdale did take a penalty, which I thought was a smart penalty. Because it prevented a breakaway going the other way. So it that was at the end of the game. With about three minutes left, Drysdale committed that penalty. It could have been a 4-4 tie. It could have been... A 2-on-1 or a 2-on-none breakaway. But that didn't happen, thanks to Drysdale. So during that final PK, Jack Badini, he was spectacular on the PK. He held the puck for a long time. Kind of played a little bit of keep away there. So that's pretty much how the game ended. The Condors lost to San Diego 4-3. to And that was a 2 0 mark at the time. Lucas Dostal. 40 saves. He saw 43 shots and stopped 40 of them. He was spectacular. And quickly going over last night's game, because we're already over on time, it was kind of slow going at the start. It was the start of rivalry time. Goals versus rain. That's what it's all about. It was as close as you could imagine it was. Going both ways, I thought Ontario played a fantastic game. I thought San Diego played a fantastic game. Honestly, if games are like this for the upcoming meetings between the rain and the Goals, this is going to be fun to watch because Zegras was great at creating offense. Drysdale, he was holding the puck for a long periods of time, and Lucas was just really great in net once again. After one period, it was no score, but man... Dostal was the player of the game by far. He saw a ton of shots, but one of the great plays in the second period, Matt Villalta had the save of the night where it looked like it was going to be an easy goal for Braden Tracy. He was right on the right side of the net. He had a lot of open space. Villalta was to his left. He looked like a dead duck, but Matty Villalta, Dove full on towards his right and barely got the stick on that puck. And at the time, that held the Ontario Reign lead to 1-0. And that's because Ontario struck first on a goal from Brett Sutter. And this one was bad. It was a shorthanded goal. They had the power play. San Diego had the power play. But it was it was a terrible power play throughout the entire night. They couldn't do anything. The goals had six power play chances, and they squandered all six, including that shorty by Brett Sutter. So that was 1-0. But then the third period, something interesting was starting to happen. We started to see some line changes. Zegris, he went up the middle. He moved to center with Chase DeLeo and Jacob Perreault on each wing. This was kind of interesting to watch because Zgris is really, really good at wing. But to see him shift around and move to the center position and get in the faceoff dot, I thought it was an intriguing move at the time, to be honest. So that's where we were with that game. And I think I think it kind of worked. You had Zgris coming up big on the offensive and defensive end. You had Bo Grew with some fantastic defensive plays. But it was all about the refs on this one because it was penalty, penalty, penalty. There were nine penalties in the third period. WTF, man! Josh Mahura, just as he stepped out of the box, he got on the board to make it a one-to-one tie halfway through the third period. Alex Dosti saw that Mahura was about to get out of the box, and a pinpoint pass to Mahura, kind of streaking towards the net, that made it a one-to-one tie. And I'm just gonna cut to the end because this is where it got very dramatic, very, very dramatic. We had a couple of really bad penalties where Trevor Carrick tripped or cross-checked Arthur Kaliev, and Artie Party got called for diving or embellishment. He got he got the call for embellishment? Are you kidding me? That never happens. <laughs> I mean, Carrick, okay, Carrick did get him really good, and that was a solid penalty. But Kaliev did embellish, and looking on the replay, it was bad. It was really, really bad. So yeah, that should have been called. The goals begin to put shots on the net. You see Matthew Vallarta really trying to corral the puck and get those rebounds. He couldn't collect the puck. Finally, it was a bad, bad play by Ontario. They tried to clear the puck, and this was kind of a weird deflection too, where Ontario tried to clear the puck, but it ended up being Keegan Lowe right at the left faceoff dot came skating in, Scoring the game-winning goal with less than five seconds left. It was literally a buzzer beater. Keegan Lowe saved the day. I thought this was going to go into overtime. He scored it on assist from Matt Lurito and Alex Dosti to give San Diego a 2-1 to victory. And by the way, Matt Lurito completely made up for that errant pass for the shorty. It was Matt Lurito that held the puck passed it towards the point and didn't see Brett Sutter. So that's why I think Larido really redeemed himself there. Larido was the one that caused the turnover to give Sutter the goal. Now Larido was the cause for getting it to Dosti and trying to dig it out of the corner in order to get it to Keegan Lowe. So Loreto kind of tried the same thing, but was a little bit more careful on that play. So that resulted in a very dramatic 2-1 victory over Ontario the rain were completely stunned at the end of this game and san diego was jumping for joy ontario begins the season 0 and 3 san diego begins the season 3 and 0 fantastic come from behind victory by san diego all right we're going to get to the second intermission right now let's talk about betonline.ag which is the exclusive online sportsbook of the lockdown podcast network football's over so what there's basketball hey there's a lot of hockey to be played so go over to bet online right now check out the hockey lines on there currently yes i know the ducks are the underdogs again tonight but hey that doesn't mean you can put down a few bucks on the ducks maybe they'll surprise everyone maybe they'll win tonight if you really are confident that the ducks could pull out a win go to BetOnline.ag right now place a bet and on your first deposit Enter promo code locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that is betonline.ag, your trusted online sports book. Please gamble responsibly. After this intermission, we're going to talk about Trevor Zeigris at length. Should he be called up right now? When should he be called up? And what are the advantages of having him in the American Hockey League right now? We'll talk about all of that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Goals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason JD Hernandez. All right, I'm going to keep this segment relatively short and sweet because we've ran a little bit long. Because, again, three goals games and all of them victories. So you can't help but talk about those victories at length because they were that good. I mean, Zygris with five points the first two games, the dramatic win yesterday. Yeah, they were fun games, but we're not going to talk about the games themselves because I feel like I do want to devote a few minutes to this question, this statement. Everybody's talking about this in Ducks camp. Trevor Zygris, he is the real deal. I see all the fans out there saying he should be called up now. He should be called up last week. Look, if he hasn't been called up already, chances are he's not going to get called up today because the Ducks are in Vegas they're going through all their crap over there yeah Vegas did have a positive test I'm still shocked they're playing tonight by the way so it's not wise to bring Zegras into that environment so Zegras should not be called up tonight for those of you wondering so the question is when should he be called up and I'm going to give two perspectives from this from a scheduling perspective Zegras should not go up right now because there's simply not enough games. There's the game tonight in Vegas. Then there's one game at San Jose. They don't play again until next Thursday at Minnesota or against Minnesota. So really, between tomorrow and next Thursday, you have one game and that's it. Just the Monday nighter. You have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. You have a lot of days off. From a scheduling standpoint, the goals have a back-to-back against the Colorado Eagles Saturday and Sunday. Why bring him up now when you could give him more playing time this coming weekend? It's only wise for that perspective, right? Saturday, Sunday, then the following Wednesday, three games right away for Zegers versus just one at San Jose. So from a scheduling standpoint, when would it be wise to bring him up? Next week, you have two games against the Wild, 18th, 20th. Then you have at Arizona, 22nd and 24th. If you are serious about bringing him up at a time where there's going to be a lot of Ducks games, maybe do it right after that game against Bakersfield on the 17th and bring him up on the 18th. They're going to be at home anyway. That game against Bakersfield, it's a home game. You may as well bring him up there, play on the 18th, 20th, get him use of the Ducks. From a development standpoint, and this is where I want to stress this a lot more, from a development standpoint... Trevor Zegers would be better staying in the American Hockey League at least for the remainder of the month, and there are several reasons. One, he is getting moved around between wing and center. It would be great to have him in both positions to get used to them, but also to better acclimate with the game in case the Ducks need him in that center position at some point. Two, it would be better for Trevor Zegers' development to get in that spot after Ryan Getzloff leaves the team or retires. Keep in mind, Ryan Getzloff is on the final year of his contract. If you were to put Trevor Zegers in that center role, that could give him a chance to be a first line center or second line center. The problem I have with that, however, is that Trevor Zegers is not a natural center. I mean, he does okay at center. But I'm going to throw this out to the Crosstown Rivals. The LA Kings slash Ontario Reign. Tried this with one of their big prospects a few years ago, Adrian Kempe. Kempe was much lauded and was very much one of those players that he had some hype around him. In the Ontario Rain camp when Kempe started at 19, there was the hype train because he was a dynamic scorer. He still is a dynamic scorer, but for years, the Rain slash kings really tried to get him in that center position and it just was not working out. But they kept that experiment for two years, so for the ducks to try this, at least try this. If it works, great. If you see that it doesn't work, don't keep them there. Just move on after a few months to a year. But give him that time to develop. It's only been three games, folks. I know based on the eye test, you could say, "Well, Trevor Zegras is beyond everyone else in the American Hockey League. He's outplaying everybody." This is true. But again, you have to think about it from this perspective. He's still only 19 years old. He is still coming into his own. There are a couple small things about his game that are not necessarily bad, but they need development. Look at the shot selection that he has. Yes, Trevor Zegers tends to be more of a pass-first player, kind of in the same vein as Ryan Getzloff. Trevor Zegers had a couple of opportunities to get an open shot that, frankly, I wish he would have taken. But I get why he did that. He wanted to give Chase DeLeo the hat trick at the time. So, from that perspective, I get it. It was very unselfish of him. And I think more Ducks fans are are happy with him trying to make that pass in order to give Chase DeLeo the hat trick. But can you imagine if DeLeo got the hat trick and then after the game it got taken away because the goal was actually Zegris's? So, in effect, maybe Zegers should have just taken the shot himself and had himself a two-goal game because he had a bunch of open nets. That's really the only the only knock I could see in Zegers' game right now. If that's the only knock on his game, that tells you that he is ready to get to the NHL. I still think Zegers should get some time in the National Hockey League this season. I'm fully subscribed to that. I'm of the mindset that says, leave him in the A for the rest of the month. Have him play out those games. He's already played one rivalry game against the Ontario Reign. He didn't score a point, but that was a real grind him out game. I personally want to see him tested against the Henderson Silver Knights, that three-game road trip on the 24th, 26th, and 27th. Henderson has looked very good so far this season. They're a perfect 2-0. The goals are a perfect 3-0. Henderson has a plethora of good young talent on that team. Maybe not the big marquee names like a Quentin Byfield, like a Trevor Zegris. But they're a very well-rounded team and did a good job decimating the Ontario Reign last weekend. So I really want to see how Z does one on the road and two against a quality team like Henderson and see if he can get used to making adjustments on his game. Little adjustments. This is hockey, folks. This is NHL hockey. You have to make adjustments here and there. You cannot just rely on your skill and rely on your raw talent for years on end. You have to learn to adjust. You have to learn to make those little changes. So that's where I want to see Trevor Zegras come up is maybe around the first day of March or the second day of March. But I'm predicting that Zgris will come up next week. I'm going to say late next week based on both a scheduling standpoint and on a developmental standpoint. If Zgris lights up these next three games against Colorado and Bakersfield, then yeah, call him up. Call him up. Trevor Zgris himself said on Monday, quote, I wouldn't say I think I need much more time in the AHL, end quote. I mean, he's right. He doesn't need that much more time. I still think he should be called up later this month. I definitely agree with him on that. He was the AHL Player of the Week last week with his five points in two games. They were two spectacular games. He does benefit from being on a line with Chase DeLeo and especially Sam Carrick. Carrick is that captain for the goals. I could not think of a better player to learn from than Sam Carrick. Look, Carrick's been through it all. He's been the captain of this goals team for multiple seasons. I think Trevor Zegers' learning perspective on that first line, I think will help him leaps and bounds, which is why I don't think he should be called up right away, but at least give him a week. Keep him on that pairing with with Carrick. Let him experiment a little bit. See how he does with Jacob Perot, the other dynamic youngster for this Ducks Okay, I shouldn't say other dynamic. I mean... Yes, there is the defenseman named Jamie Drysdale. He's very dynamic too, but he's only 18 years old. There's a plethora of dynamic young talent on this goals team that I personally just want to see it for another week because that top line turns in multiple points and I want to see more of this. And I know goals fans definitely want to see more of this. If the goals can get out to a 5-1 and one start, hey, think about this. Just... Think about this, please, Ducks and Goals fans. It's only February. The Ducks, if they make the playoffs, they're probably going to play Vegas. And we know that Vegas has the Ducks number. Their season ends on May 8th. The Goals season ends on May 15th. Just because Trevor Zegres goes up now doesn't mean that he's not going to be back later in the season. In fact, I will make this prediction Trevor Zegers will be back with San Diego in May. In fact, I'm going to say after the May 1st game against the Kings. Because I'm just going to keep it completely honest with the Goals fans and the Ducks fans. I still don't know if the Ducks will make the playoffs this season. I'm going to be honest. If they do, they're going to play Vegas. They're not beating Vegas. They're not beating Colorado. They're not beating St. Louis. I'm sorry. But it would be better for Zegers at that point of the season to bring him back to San Diego. Because out of the two teams, which one is more likely to make the playoffs? I'm going to say San Diego by a mile because of the talent level they have on that goals team. And look at that schedule at the end of the goal season. Ontario twice, Bakersfield, then three at Colorado, 12th, 14th, 15th. And if there is a playoffs, you can bet that Trevor Zegers would greatly benefit from getting into a deep Calder Cup run. And goals fans, how exciting would it be if Trevor Zegers helps lead the San Diego goals to a Calder Cup in 2021? I'm getting some real 2016 vibes here. I'm getting some Sunny Milano, Lake Erie Monsters vibes here. So those are my thoughts on Trevor Zegers. I tried to be as detailed and give as much as possible as to why zegras should go up but not this week next week folks i'm predicting it next week trevor zegras will be called up to the anaheim ducks all right that'll do it for today's show Thank you all so much for listening. If you want to hear more podcasts, more prior podcasts, you could hear Locked on Ducks on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or follow my personal Twitter at StimpyJD. I hope we see more of these rain versus goals matchup late in the season, May 5th and 7th. I hope all the players come back and we get Zegers, versus Quentin Byfield a couple more times. Finally, please rate five stars and subscribe if you have not already. The goals next game is this weekend, Saturday and Sunday at home against the Colorado Eagles. And then they have a game on Wednesday, February 17th against Bakersfield. And don't forget, there actually is a Ducks game tonight. They are playing at Vegas tonight. So don't forget to tune into that. Thank you all once again for listening. I greatly appreciate each and every one of you. And we'll be back tomorrow to recap tonight's game against the Vegas Golden Knights. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying thank you all so much. Please continue practicing social distancing, wear a mask, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together.